0: Hey, friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I got a question, because I know I got some, but I want to ask you, how's your fruit? You may be seated. Mom's good. Will you just look around somebody and ask them real quick, how's your fruit? Good. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. I know some of y'all made y'all hungry. <laughs> For those of you who don't know and you're new to the game, new to Growth Point, um, you don't know anything about me. Those of you who are tuning in, this is the first time you met me, um, and um, I'm so happy to meet you as well. Um, and I want to encourage you, of course, to um, text the word Grow Now so that we can stay connected with you as well. Um, or you can even text the word Growth Point and you can get some day to uh, day updates. But I grew up in um, Greenville, Kentucky. And um, there was a guy, I mean, this is really good. And so there was a guy in Greenville, Kentucky and his name was Mr. PF. Mr. PF and uh, he was a deacon at my dad's church. I guess he was a deacon trustee. He was something, I don't really remember what he was but Mr. PF lived right up the street um, from where we lived and he would come down and he would pick me up he was older I, I don't know at that time he's he passed away I mean, all of my life he was old so he died I don't even know how old he was when he passed because he was always old you know when you're a child everybody's old <laughs> so uh so I don't know how old he was but uh he came and picked me up he a little um, old 70s convertible or something like that he would pick me up I don't even remember what car it was and and he would take me to McDonald's and he would drive you know if you've ever driven with an older person and I don't want to say a particular age bracket because as I get older I'm becoming the older person that I used to talk about but um, older uh, people sometimes drive at a set um, set pace Um, You might not know, uh, maybe you're a speed demon, so you wouldn't know what your set pace is. But Mr. P.F. would ride through Greenville, Kentucky at an alarming rate of 15 to 20 miles per hour. Um, He was in a hurry to go nowhere. And we would drive, and there was really nothing but a radio at that time. We didn't really have a His car was so old. There was no cell phone, um, just conversation with Mr. P.F and uh, we would drive, and then we would go to his house, and what I loved about his house, even though I don't remember um, a lot of electronics, but I remember him and Miss Ruthine, was his wife, um, they would um, bring me to the house, and we would do different things, but we would always go outside, and when we went outside, um, he had all different types of trees and different types of fruit trees, and we would go out there, and uh, he would pick different things, and he would say, oh, this is ready, or this needs to stay out here a little bit longer. For those of you who are raised in the city, you don't know anything about a garden, so this is really boring you, but YouTube it. They do exist, but um, in Greenville, we had gardens. I had a garden. my uh, Our yard that we lived in, and the church parsonage, which is a church house, and we had a garden in the back of the yard, and we would have to go out there and uh, snap peas and uh, clean different things. I know y'all don't think that I did that type of stuff, but I did. We would shuck corn and all those. Anybody know anything about that? I know y'all are, y'all are so well-versed, you don't know those types of things, but we, we did that in that time. We, we used to grow what we ate. Uh, sometimes we grew it, not always because we wanted to. Sometimes we didn't have any other options, so there was a lot and a of money to do things with, so that's what we did. And, we, um, and when you grow things or when you have things out in the yard or in the garden, um, that's when you find out if you're really a cook or not. Um, some of the, some of you shop in the store and you have pre-made seasoned food uh, but when you get things out of the garden you really have to know what you do we have any cooks in the room can I see a show of hands I'm coming to your house there, there was a lot of <laughs> you have to really cook you have to know what you're doing to be able to take things to clean it uh, snap peas uh, when you, you didn't have already made peas you had to snap them you had to make sure you were out there and you had conversation Uh, While you were sitting outside, I know a lot of people don't know how to do that, but you used to sit outside, sit on a chair and have conversations out in the shed. Y'all don't know what a shed is, but in Greenville, we had a shed. We didn't have a garage, we had a shed and we sat outside. So Mr. PF's house, we would go outside and we would go look at the garden and to see different types of fruit. And what amazed me when I thought about this particular text today and this series is that Mr. PF never went out to the garden to get anything that he didn't put in the ground. He never had any harvest out of anything that he didn't have a seed for. The only thing that was in that garden were things that he himself had planted. There are a lot of us who go out to the garden and we're frustrated because we wanna harvest on something that we've not planted. You can only get out of the garden what you have put in the garden. And I appreciate what we, when we would go get the food or when we would eat it, uh, with the fruit or whatever it was, because one, it was fresh. Secondly, I had watched it grow. And thirdly, I trusted the person who planted the seed. And as we go into this particular scripture, I want to ask you, there are many of you who you might not know about a physical garden, but you are reaping the harvest of the seeds that you have planted in your own life. Every single day, if you look at your life for any length of time, a lot of the different things you are experiencing is because of the seeds that you have put into the ground yourself. No one is to be faulted. But the person who put the seed in the ground. No one is to be faulted when you don't like what's in the ground if you were the one who put the seed there. So, someone say it one more time in the room. Ask yourself, how's my fruit? Someone say it again, how's my fruit? So in verse 20, we look at this proverb and we see Solomon was writing these different proverbs. I challenge you to read a proverbs today. I do challenge you. It will bless your life. Uh, But I I looked at this particular proverb and it says in verse 20, from the fruit uh, of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. His stomach is satisfied. Someone say stomach. His stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the fruit or the yield of his lips. Now, For me, when I think of stomach, I think of where the food goes. So I automatically, when I say something was good, and most of us, after the food is good, we want to take a nap, we only say that because the food went to our, what we know is our stomach area, right? But when I ask you, how's your fruit, the first thing that I want to ask you, when I ask you, how's your fruit? And when God asked me, how's my fruit? The first thing, the fruit that I want to ask you about is how is your fruit of thought? Because when it talks about this, it says in verse 20, for the fruit of a man's mouth. His stomach is satisfied. Now, according to what we think our stomach is, with a particular anatomy, we think of a particular area in our body. But I want to challenge you in this particular scripture, and according to what this means, according to the original translation, it does not mean stomach as far as your body part. It means stomach as far as your conscience. Stomach as far as your mind. By a person's mouth, your mind is satisfied. What it means is based on what you're thinking, you will fill your mind to the point of satisfaction, which is to ask yourself, what are you eating that is feeding your mind? What amount of words are constantly Feeling your mind so that it is so satisfied. When I think of satisfied, I think to the point that when somebody feeds me a really good dinner, when you say you're satisfied, that means that I cannot even receive anymore because my stomach is full. I want to ask you, how full is your mind? Where even though I'm preaching and even though I'm before you right now, your mind is having a battle between receiving and full. Because when you are approaching God intellectually, it's very difficult for you to operate in faith. Because according to your intellectual prowess, you are operating according to trying to intellectualize God. There's a word called gnosis, which means you have knowledge based on intellect. And that's where many of you are frustrated because you're trying to put things together according to your mind. And what happens when all of the things you fed your mind could be false. And here I am preaching the inerrant truth of the word of God. But according to your knowledge base of what you think you know, you have fed your mind so much so that there's no room for truth. It's not that you don't want it, but your mind's full. It's very difficult to minister to a full mind. Full mind means according to the experiences that I have in my life, according to the things I've gone through in my life, everything you say reminds me of a point of origin. It's hard for me to be in organized religion According to the things that I have experienced by man, I trust God by faith, but by intellect, my natural sense is not to trust man. So when I'm supposed to come to a church or a church body and fellowship with other people, when people have been the ones who have caused me some of the drama that I experienced, I love God. I don't necessarily in my mind like people. My mind is full. So when he says by a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. So I'm asking you, what? are you filling your mind with exactly what exactly are you thinking about right now because you're masked you would say i'm thinking about the word are you i'm in church so obviously i'm thinking about god are you because you do know you're talking to the wrong person i've been in church for a long time I know it might not look like I've been in, but I've been in for a long time and my body has been in the building, but my mind was somewhere else. Have you ever been to a worship experience where everybody was talking about it and, or are you going to an experience and you go outside and everybody has a different experience based on the same place? Where everybody was in the same room, but everybody goes out talking about something different, because our minds are saying different things to us at the same time. I'm speaking one messages, I'm speaking one message right now, but it's being interpreted 50 different ways right now. Someone's listening and saying, "Who is he talking about?" Another person is saying, "It's not me. I wish somebody else was here so they could hear this." Another person is sitting there saying, "Well, how much of this is true?" Another person is saying, "I'm gonna hear this. I'm gonna remember this. I'm not gonna write this down because I don't need to write it down because you know I'm so intellectual and I've done everything on my own. So I only have to remember it. I don't have to write it down. I don't have to teach it. I don't have to go back and read it. I don't have to go research it because I know everything. My daddy was a preacher, so I've heard this message before. Actually, I was a Sunday school teacher, so I've heard this message before. So I don't even have to do this. And actually, my mind is good, so this is for somebody else. I don't have." any issues with my mouth. I don't have any issues with my mind. So this series must be for the young people because it sure can't be for me because I'm older now and I'm wise and I teach young people now. So this can't be for me. So there are many people who are interpreting this message many different ways according to your full mind. Because what you eat is good to you. It's good because you bought it. Some of the stuff you eat is stuff you bought. Just because you bought it doesn't mean you were supposed to have it. Proverbs 19, 14, the preachers used to preach this. We used to, say, we used to say this for those of you who grew up Baptist like I did before I got to sanctified. Every Baptist preacher used to, used to quote this scripture before we preached. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs, excuse me, what is it? I'm going to go there. I'm going to tell y'all. I ain't been Baptist for a long time. Psalms 19 verse 14 says, let the words of my mouth. See, y'all knew it. See, I knew half the church was Baptist. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We used to say it before the message, but why didn't we say it after the message? We would say, let the words of my sermon, basically, Basically. let the words of what I'm teaching, basically, be acceptable in your sight. But what this scripture is saying, let the words of my mouth, what I'm saying, and the things that I meditate on. When you say meditate, meditation of my heart, it's not talking about. We're talking about that. It's talking about the meditations of your mind. What are you meditating on every day? Do you know how many, you know that according to to some statistics that for every 10 people there's always one person who's depressed? So, however many people are in the room, there's somebody in the room who's depressed, not because of not always according to medical, but something that's going on in your mind right now that you can't even focus on Christ because of your crisis. Let the words of my mouth and the, me- do you know half the battles that you fight are really a thought battle? It's not a person. Racism is not a race issue. Violence is not, it's, it's not who's got a gun who doesn't. It's a thought issue. According to the way you feed yourself, your mouth or your mind, excuse me, is satisfied. If you get around a person who is a pessimist, if you go outside and you say it's a nice, pretty day, they like, the sun is hot. You go outside, and you see a rainbow. You're like, isn't that beautiful? Mm, I guess God ain't destroying the land today. You go outside and say, well, at least the meeting, you go to work and you say, well, at least the meeting wasn't as long as it was last week, but it still was long. It was a waste of my time. Because according to, their, according to what they feed themselves, they are incapable of walking in anything other than what they can t- constantly eat. Depressed, angry, mentally exhausted people are always looking for something to complain about. Always looking for something. For some, even we had a whole worship experience uh, a few minutes ago and somebody was sitting there saying the music's too loud. Somebody else, while the music was going, was saying, What she got on? Oh, y'all act like y'all don't even think like that. I know, y- I- I know y'all. And when I say know y'all, I'm not talking about people in this room. I'm talking about I know church people. It's what we do. Our mind is so full of thoughts that sometimes we can't have an authentic encounter because your mind is in the way. When my mind's in the way, I can't even receive what it is that God wants for me to have. Can we just be honest for a second? And just, can we just be honest? And I want you to want to do a poll real quick so you can look around the room and see how you're not the minority. How many people just today was in a mental battle? Look around the room. I used to think that the devil loved Sundays. I'm not saying he don't try me on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays, but Sundays, my Lord today. It is the day, not only that the Lord has made, I don't know if the devil, he's like, oh, he's going to preach today. I'm just going to make everybody irritate him today. I'm just going to make everybody complain. I'm going to make everything go off today. And then I'm going to make you focus on the word in the midst of foolishness. In the midst of it, how many of y'all experienced the same thing? Everybody. All of us. I'm talking about, that's why I I, I understand it now. I didn't understand it then. But when my mom used to say, we used to get in trouble for ironing our clothes on Sunday. Maybe y'all didn't, but we used to get in trouble. Like we had to iron our clothes, get our clothes out on Saturday. Because it was, Sunday was a preparation. Like Saturday was a preparation for Sunday. So my mom would prep the food on Saturday. She would prep the food on Saturday, get our clothes out on Saturday. Sometimes I would try to sneak an iron when I didn't think they heard it, but the the ironing board creaked. Y'all don't have ironing boards like that. So when I would take the ironing board out, I'd be like, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, and daddy'd be like, Are you ironing your boy? you ironing your clothes in there, boy? I'm like, No, 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 it's the door. But I didn't understand it then. I was just like, why do we have to do all this preparation on Saturday? It was to say, because we've consecrated Sunday as the Lord's day and the Sabbath day. We know that there's going to be an attack on Sunday. I want to have all of this stuff out of the way so that this stuff does not become a part of the attack. And I want to ask you, for those of you who are here today, did you start your preparation for Sunday yesterday? For all of us. And it's okay if you didn't. But my question is why not? I'm not talking about your clothes. I'm not talking about your food. I'm talking about your worship. Did it start this morning? Or did it start Saturday night? I'm not talking about reading the word. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about yeah I know what you know what the message title is. But was your mind starting to be empty? We should sing the song. Consecrate me Lord. For thy service. We should sing those songs. Lord prepare me. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy. For some of you, it's hard for you. We're at 159 right now in the service, but some of you are still at 1059. While I'm preaching right now, I'm plowing just through your mind. And I'm not talking about the mind of today, I'm talking about the mind of your mom talk the mind of your denominational beliefs that you just think is always right because that's all you know and you don't think there's anything outside of that so all the different things that you think all the different things that you bring to here i'm preaching while you're thinking is this true how much of this is real i'm telling you god's not nervous try it and see check the facts Check to see. I used to love that when you should write a paper. Or I, I, the reason I failed math, maybe y'all didn't, but the reason I failed math is because they would ask me to, they would always, you have to check your work. And they want to see how did you come up with the answer. Well, because I cheated. Rock, I tell my story. It ain't yours. <laughs> Sorry, Miles. Don't do that in school. But because I cheated, I can tell you how I came up with my work. I strategically placed my desk near to someone who I knew was smart. And when their elbow moved, I was watching. Sorry, Matt, we're not supposed to do this in school. Don't do this. So I would write down the answer. So when I turned it in, they would say, you made a B, but you didn't show your work. I'm like, you know what? It's all in my head. It's it's just all in my head. I, I don't know how to tell you how I did what I did. And there are some of you who you've been walking with God for so long, but everything's been in your head. You've been in church, you've been this, you've been that. You've served in every particular area and you've never had a heart experience. You've had a head experience. Your praise break is head, it's not heart. The reason it's difficult to have authentic worship leaders and stuff because it's all head, it's not heart. Some of the greatest preachers, some of the greatest worship leaders I've ever known cannot do runs. It's called heart worship. I love Cece Wannins with all of my heart. Cece Wannins in my book can do no wrong, and I pray she doesn't. I'm sure she's human. I know she is. But I love her. Why? Because she's been consistent. Meaning every time she gets up, she loves Jesus. She don't care nothing about no runs. It's about Jesus, 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 Jesus. Do you know anybody like that in your life? You just love because every time they grab the microphone, every time they're in front of your face, their heart is set on Jesus that's why it says he says what is the fruit of your thoughts so it says let the words of my mouth meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight oh lord my rock and my redeemer that's why it says death and life are in the power of the tongue some of y'all keep saying i need power you already got it some just practice it with me say what i'm looking for i already have say it one more time what i'm looking for i already have The reason I'm not preaching and I'm not running right now is because some of you are too churched. So if I were to hoop this, it would only make you excited. I don't want you excited. I want you whole. There's a difference in having good church and having a good life. There is a difference in having good church and having a good life. Some of y'all have good church, but the rest of the six days of your week are torture because of what's in your mind. Lord, I feel like this. I'm just, I don't know. I hope y'all are receiving this. I really do. I don't want you to shout more. I want you to speak better. If you can get your mouth right, you can get the miracle you want. You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on your mouth. You cannot have a great worship experience and a worry-filled life. This is just a moment. I'm only with y'all for a few minutes. My message, if Jermaine lets me, it might just be 45 minutes if he don't edit it because he only lets me preach 45 minutes. All I got is 45 minutes with y'all. The rest of the week, what you thinking about? Are you losing the battle before you even get to the word? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So my second thing is, once you get to the fruit of thought, secondly, what about your Fruit of choice. Is this helping anybody? I don't want to keep preaching if it's not helping you because I can go home and go back to Nicholasville. You know, there's some shows that are coming on today I want to watch. Fruit of thought. And then what is your fruit of choice? What that means is your thoughts are making decisions. I'm teaching so well I might cash out myself. Your thoughts are making decisions every single day. How do you know? Did you think about what you put on today? Your thoughts are making decisions. Did you think about what church you were coming to today? Yes. Matter of fact, did you think, am I going to church today? Yes. For those of you who are streaming right now, did you think, will I stream Am I going to watch, sit down, and, and be in tune? Or am I going to keep cooking and listening to, like it's background noise? It's a thought. It's a choice. I think I'm really hitting hard today. Oh, Lord, Dr. Manuel, take me out of here. Take my children out of here. I can't take it. The fruit of choice. The tongue can destroy or uplift. Somebody say it out loud. I have a choice. Say it again. I have a choice for those of you who keep saying, I don't know why people keep bringing me this garbage, maybe because they think you're a receptacle. It's a choice. Uh, Maya Angelou, there was a story of Maya Angelou one time and she had some people over to our house for a party and some people started some gossip. Maya Angelou was on the, Dr. Maya Angelou, she was on the other side of her house, old in her years. But when they started gossip, all of a sudden, Dr. Maya Angelou rolled up like Black Panther. And she rose up and she went to that person and looked in their face and said, not in my house you won't. She said, be gone. The whole room stood still they were like was she serious she said be gone she said I will not have that energy in my house what she was saying is I invited you in to a certain environment that I have I will not allow you to change this because of what's in you My choice is this is a house of peace. This is a house of love. This is a house of uplifting. This is a house of prayer. And I won't let you in my house around my children, around my friends, corrupting this place. Be gone. There are some people who called me and said, did so-and-so call you with that? I said, oh, no, they don't, because I say, be gone. I don't have time. Not in my 40s, maybe in my 20s, maybe in my 30s. But in this 40s, I ain't got time for foolishness. Be gone. Somebody holler. Let's practice it right now. Say, be gone. be gone. It's my choice what I put up with. For those of you who just say, I swipe right, you can swipe left, too. Those of you who don't know what that means, don't even worry about it. It's a choice. Stop blaming the devil on your choice. We say if Eve wouldn't have Eve made a choice. She didn't have to. There was a thought and the thought made an action and the action produced a result. Your thoughts are producing an action. And you are living in the results of what you think about. Some of your children are the results of your thought. I'm not talking about their conception. I'm talking about their block. They're not able to produce more than what your thoughts have done to them. When your children are limited, they are living the limited version that you taught them. When you've only allowed them to grow as much as you've grown, you have limited them based on your thoughts. So they're not able to think beyond because you didn't think beyond. I hope I'm helping you. Proverbs 17:27 says this: whoever restrains his words has knowledge he who has a cool spirit somebody say I'm cool cool." (laughs) he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding some of y'all are too overworked everything ticks you off somebody just breathe out loud I've, I've just heard it I don't know what mask I can't even see you all I heard was your mask is probably hot right now Because all I heard is somebody's air like, everything triggers you. It is not what's outside of you. It's what's in you. You can't make me do anything that's not in me to do. You can't make me clock on you if there's no clock in me. Somebody called me a few days ago, a pastor who's a real respected, called me the other day talking about another national pastor who's in the area, who's topic of the conversation right now, and wanted me to engage in a conversation about a national pastor that I have never met. Sorry, I missed all of y'all because y'all engaged in stuff like that. So they wanted to know what my thoughts were. And I said, I believe on the surface. It's unfortunate. I don't like it. I think that it should be handled a different way. But before you take that to the bank, I've never met him either. Y'all miss the truth in that. You don't have permission to judge with someone you have no relationship with. On the surface... It looks bad because bloggers and people are talking about it. But have I met the man? No. So if I haven't met him, my job is to keep my mouth off of him because the last time I checked, we're in the same field. So if I'm talking about somebody that's supposed to be on the same team as me, what I put out is eventually going to come back to me so I can talk about that pastor who's in another state and in another city but whatever I put in the ground oh y'all don't know the word be not weary God is not mocked whatsoever you sow so some of you think because nobody heard it or nobody saw your text message does not mean that it will not produce the harvest whatever you sow will come back to you. So whoever you gossiping about. It's only a matter of time. Before your name is the one they're gossiping about. Everybody who's watching me live stream right now. Talk about me if you want. Eventually they're going to be talking about your mama and your daddy. It's how it happens. Whatever. That's why I, I will bite your ear off for this church. I will take your right arm off. And beat your right leg with it. Because. Growth point was established. To be a safe place. I won't let messy moves. Diabolical demons. Come into growth point. And make this something that God never meant it to be. Just because you're miserable. You will not make this ministry miserable. Oh no. You plant your seed in somebody else's church. Because the church of Jesus. Is bigger than Mario J. Radford. It's bigger than me. One day I will be gone and somebody will tell the story of what I did while I was here. It's very important to me that we protect this place so that everybody who comes in here says, I'm so glad I have what I need to grow. If anybody's grateful for that, put your hands together and thank God for a place that God planted. I'm not hollering. I'm not fussing and I'm not mad. Somebody tell me I holler too much. So I'm not trying to holler. I want to be nice. Be a good teacher. But I want to ask a question. Do you take as good care of your mouth as you do your fruit? Because I'm not Christian. Congratulations on your marriage too. I'm not going to eat anything that's tainted. Because this fruit had to be fresh for me to eat it. So if I eat fresh fruit, why do y'all keep repeating stale words? If I see, there's a date that's on here that says goodbye. Some of your words are outdated. And you keep repeating it. My daddy wasn't here. You've been saying that for 20 years. I can't get ahead. Won't nobody hire me. Start a business won't nobody celebrate me you've been saying that for 20 years it's outdated you keep eating the same old stale fruit that by now has mold on it would you buy molded fruit well why do you keep joining molded churches you won't eat you won't, you won't eat molded fruit but your worship is so stale, out of date. Your testimony is outdated. You still thanking God for what He did when you were sixteen, and you sixty six now. Somebody said, "Oh." I want to thank God for for being with me while I was a teenage mother. You've been been married for 17 years. You ain't updated your testimony. Hey, y'all. What are you repeating that is outdated? Sometimes, and and I'm going to end here. I only got a few more minutes. Jermaine can't take too much. He don't like it when I preach. I'm almost finished Jermaine, I promise. Your fruit of choice are a few different things. One, how is your maintenance? You don't grow anything you can't maintain. (laughs) Don't grow anything that you can't maintain. Some of y'all are trying to speak in tongues, but you won't stop speaking in cuss. Your explicatives are more fluent than your tongue in Jesus. Don't keep going after what you can't maintain. Someone say it out loud. I want to maintain it. Jonathan Reynolds wrote a song, help me maintain it. What it means is I don't want to get a part of something that I can't maintain. Every day I run five miles. That's what I do because that's what I can maintain. Don't get me in some marathon talking about 10 miles. I can't do it because I can't maintain it. For some of y'all, five miles is too much. Uh, Sister Green had us on something that we were supposed to be doing 100 miles in all of August. I did 100 miles in three weeks. Thank you. Hey, hey girl. Hey. That's what I did because that's what I could (laughs) maintain. That's what I could maintain. (laughs) That's what I could maintain. But if you can't maintain it, stop trying to do something you can't maintain. If you can't get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and pray, stop posting like you praying every day at 3 o'clock and you can't. Trying to look deep just for deep sake. Don't try to look something you can't maintain. This ain't about a look. This is about a lifestyle. This ain't a look. This is a lifestyle. When y'all here, I'm going to preach. If you ain't here next week, I'm going to preach. If you ain't here the next Sunday, I'm going to preach. Some of y'all here ain't been back the same pain the whole pandemic. And I still been preaching and I still been praying because I'm consistent up in this peace. Because I can maintain this thing. This is not something I went to a convention to get. This is something I went to an altar to get. And this thing is down in my soul. Someone say, I got this thing on lock. This thing is real to me. This thing ain't nothing I'm trying out, like it's a Petri dish. Y'all stop laughing back here, like I'm telling jokes or something. (laughs) This ain't something I'm trying out, trying to experiment on pastoring. Some of y'all trying to experiment on people. We don't need no experiments. That's what they do in the White House. This is God's house. We ain't experimenting. This is something i got to maintain. Holler at your boy. <laughs> Proverbs 21, 23. I'm hollering. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Some of y'all are like, I need a word today. Whoever. Sister Tanya, I'm so happy to see you. Whoever. Somebody say whoever. Do we have any whoever's in the room? Whoever. I'm not trying to make y'all uncomfortable. Whoever. That means that scripture says, whoever believes on him, that means whoever, if you want to work on yourself, whoever, if you want to get your mouth together, whoever, if you want to get your mind, your marriage together, whoever, whoever means put yourself in it, take the whoever out and say, Mario, if you're working your mouth and your tongue, you might stay out of trouble. That's how it works. It ain't science. Some of you are making something so complicated. I want God to work on my anger. Whoever keeps his mouth and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. This word is so good. I think I'll start a revival tonight. Meet me at seven o'clock. I'm just playing. See how many, how y'all got quiet. Y'all like, (laughs) we got church tonight. (laughs) Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't holy. I'm just playing. I want you to keep in mind, I got about five more minutes, keep this in mind. For those of you, I just want to give you practical, I am teaching, yes, this is not a hooping sermon. But I want to teach you this just for you to put some practicality to your message. Most fruit trees take three to five years to grow. Some of you got delivered Monday and you messed up by Friday. And you depressed on Sunday. The only thing about part of the sanctified church that they did not teach you is that deliverance is a process. Deliverance is not a hook up your book, it's not who can speak in your tongues in your ear the loudest and the most fluent. No. I, Paul says I die daily can we just give God praise that he lets me work on something every day James Cleveland used to sing the song please be patient with me he ain't through with me <laughs> Toby said try Jesus don't try me cause I throw hands so you have to just thank God That he's working on you. Can we just give our praise for a second that he's still working on me? It took him a week to make the moon and the stars, but how loving and patient he must be because he is still working on me. I'm a work in progress. I can't go plant a seed today and go back on Friday and think it's going to bud. Some of y'all haven't stayed long enough to grow. You used to hear stories of people who have been married for 55 years. (laughs) Now you can't get people. (laughs) You can't get people that be married for five days. Because now, as soon as you do something I don't like, I'm out. Now we go to churches that fit all of our list. Starts at one. I don't have to dress up. They don't ask me for a whole lot. It's a pretty nice sized church that I don't really have to do anything if I don't want to. Single, might find a boo. Oh, there's a few married people there. I'll stay away from them. Oh, it's non-denominational, check. It ain't too weird, check. After you get through checking your list, how's that working for you? Here, you have to give yourself time and permission to grow. Sometimes we're working on too many things at once. That's the first thing, maintain. Second thing is, how is the climate of what you planted? What that means is, seeds can't grow everywhere. some of you I was talking to one of my uh, uh, God a friend uh, a great guy who I just met recently he's a part of our family took me out to lunch a few days ago and he said somebody in the church shared growth point live they shared it while we were live they were praying and asking God for a church to go to praying and asking God for a church to go to praying and asking God for a church to go to praying and asking God for a church to go to, to, go to. we don't pray over decisions anymore he was praying over a church to go to and God just happened to land the church on his speed he came to the church because the Lord and he is not an African American man but the Lord led him, the Lord told him it was time for him to connect with a church that was not like him because the Lord led him here he wanted to be where God wanted him to be because he said his seed can't grow everywhere You know the reason a lot of us like Michael Todd and like Bishop Jakes and like Stephen Furtick? Because they don't know you. The reason a lot of people don't like me is because I know you. Y'all missed it. You like Bishop Jakes, Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd because they don't know you. You don't have to give to it. You can click it off when you want to. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. But a pastor knows the sheep. And sometimes people don't want to be known. Lord, this is rough today. But my fruit is good. Because when you're known... That means the person who, has, who, the person who is responsible for the garden has to check every day to make sure that there's nothing around the seed that will prevent it from growing. Those of you who are aspiring to be a pastor, you might want to reconsider because it's a messy job. That means every day when I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord to remove everything from around you that might choke your seed. Everything that will prevent you from growing effectively. Anything that would get in the way. That's what Jesus said to Peter. He says, Simon, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that though you fail your faith not fail I'm saying to you you might go through financial difficulty but don't let your faith fail you might go through hardship but don't let your faith fail that's the job of the pastor to make sure that nothing comes to choke out God's seed can we thank God for somebody who prays for your seed I thank God for people who pray for me when I don't want to pray for myself for people who encourage me when I don't want to be encouraged myself. You have to make sure that your seed is in a place. And here it is in Proverbs, the 11th chapter and verse 14 says this. Where there is no counsel, the people fail. I'm giving y'all word. I'm not giving y'all just different type of examples I got on Google. He says Proverbs 11 chapter 14, 14 says where there's no counsel, you will fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Before you execute, have a conversation. Talk with somebody who's been there before you. Talk uh, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Some of y'all, I'm praying for you because you're not safe, you're exposed. Because you haven't had a conversation with somebody. Some of your tweets might be better if you would talk it out before you tweeted it out some things you put on facebook and on instagram if you had a conversation with someone who had some wisdom you'd be like boo boo you probably don't need to post that that's going to cause more harm than it's going to help but there are some people say well facebook asked me what's on my mind that's your issue facebook is works on algorithms facebook ain't saved so Facebook wants to hear anything you're talking about, but that don't mean, but when you're a witness, you don't want your good to mess up somebody else. So before you, before you tweet it out, make sure you talk it out. Some fruit is not growing in the right spot. Next thing is last point, verse three of uh, uh, point three is uh, C is. You'll you'll maintain, make sure you know how to maintain it. Make sure you got the right climate. And three, do you have it in the right soil? Is your seed being planted in hard ground or fertile ground? You can't put a seed on concrete and expect it to grow. Some of you are putting your seed in places that are not designed to grow and get mad when it doesn't grow. Are you putting your seed in right now when I'm preaching, I'm praying, Lord, I hope this word is landing on right soil. What I mean is while some are critiquing, others are receiving. I want to make sure that the word is going to the soft soil of your heart. Someone say, I receive it. The last thing is I want to make sure that we have check your fruit of thought. Check your fruit of choice. Lastly, check your fruit of action. Those who love it will eat its fruit. The fruit of action. Those who love it. The word those who love it means those who like to talk a lot. (laughs) Everybody got quiet. The fruit of action. Those who love it refers to people who just talk. And talking doesn't mean it's bad. The question is, what are you talking about? I, don't, I didn't put this in the notes, but I just want to tell you this. An evil tongue is in my notes. An evil tongue slays three people. The slanderer. The slandered and the listener. I'm saying it again. The evil tongue slays three people. The one who slanders, meaning the one who murders or one who talks against, the one who was the victim of it, and the one who was just sitting there listening. You are product of the things you hear and you listen to. Jermaine, I didn't practice this real quick, but Mr. Bear, uh, Jermaine, where's Jermaine at? Jermaine, can you go over there by Mr. Barry? I want to practice something real quick. Genesis, the first chapter and verse one through three says this, and I'm through. Go over there by Mr. Berry. Uh, Genesis, first chapter, verse one through says. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Y'all hear that? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was over the face of the water. And verse 3 says, and God said, let there be light, and there was what he said. Y'all missed all that. I'm going to say it one more time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and go ahead Jermaine do that and darkness was over the face of the deep click that button real quick you know what I'm talking about Jermaine don't get scared don't get nervous just do it just do it I said follow the man of God and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God turn them all off and the spirit of God was over the face of the deep I'm going to say it one more time in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face. I'm waiting for it to get real dark. It hadn't got dark yet. Y'all got some of the lights off. I want all the lights off. I want it to be dark up in this piece. Dark, 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 except on my iPad. In the beginning, this is what it looked like. Some of y'all don't have faith because you can't see nothing. Some of y'all who are streaming right now are having a difficult time because you can't see nothing. And I want to talk to every person who's in a dark beginning. It's hard at home. It's dark at home. It's dark on your job. It's dark in your mind. That's your beginning. But it doesn't have to end the way it begins. Because even though it was dark. Oh, Jesus. Even though it was dark, the spirit of God was there. It was dark, but the spirit of God was there. I'm saying to you, I know it's dark right now, but God is with you. I know it's difficult right now, but God is with you. And in the end, and God said, let there be light. And there was what he said. Some of you are staying in dark areas because you hadn't said nothing. If you don't like where you are, say something. If you don't like your situation, start talking better. God said, I was not designed to live in darkness. I'm not like this I'm a creative and because I'm a creative I'm a create what I want to see and I want to see light and according to what he said there was some of y'all keep saying I can't find no good friends because you keep saying you can't find no good friends you have to start walking around your house saying I am the head I'm not the tail some of y'all keep saying I can't get ahead in life that's why you can't get ahead in life because that's what you keep saying what you need to start saying is wealth is looking for me be broke if you want to but I say wealth is looking for me not so I can bling not so I can buy a Maserati But because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I've got to sow into the kingdom of God. I need it to sow it. I got people who need it. I got families who I got to bless. I got people I got to make sure they're better. We got homes to build. We got jobs to make people get. I want it not for me. I want it for the kingdom of God. If you need something, say something. We used to say something often. A closed mouth don't get fed. Some of y'all are sitting here sad and you ain't said nothing. Like you ain't said, I speak life over myself. I speak peace over myself. I speak increase over myself. I speak health in my life. I speak prosperity in my life. And prosperity doesn't mean money. There's nothing broken, nothing missing in my life. My house will be whole. My family will be whole. My church will be whole. We will see the miracles of God. We will see the blessings of God. People will get saved. People will get set free. People will be joy filled and people will not be depressed. Everywhere we go, the blessings of the Lord go before us. People will see miracles, signs and wonders. Do you know how to start when You start speaking that and saying, the Lord is good. He's a great God. He's a wonderful God. How majestic are your ways how wonderful are you are lord there's a bad situation going on but you're bigger than every mountain you cross everything that's ever tried to cross me you do great things you do wonderful things you're a great god you're a wonderful counselor you're a mighty god you're a prince of peace you're the stone that the builders rejected now you become the chief cornerstone the grave couldn't hold you down it's so okay nothing hold me down they try to kill you but you live so i can live too speak better. Someone say speak better. better. Everybody stand to your feet all over the room. I'm through. I want to pray a blessing over you. I want you to put your hands out that you can receive. This message was a little longer than I intended it to be. and All of my preaching critics are going to critique it. Whatever. It happens. It's part of the territory. But let me tell you, don't let anybody who's worse than you critique you trying better some of y'all are being critiqued by people who are not even trying at least you're trying keep your hands out I just want to pray this blessing over you Numbers the 6 chapter verse 24 says this the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Say it again. The Lord bless you. I wish y'all knew that song. The Lord bless you and keep you. Someone just change that to yourself. Say, Lord, bless me. Lord, keep me. Make your face shine on me be gracious to me let your face be upon me and then say this part give me peace say it again give me peace I want you not to have a better job I want you to have peace in the midst of the job you have give your people peace the last point here is there's a harvest coming from your lips I want you to know that there's a harvest coming from the words you say Brianna I pray for you that God will give you peace the type of peace that surpasses all your understanding the type of peace that guards your hearts and keeps your mind in Christ Jesus can we receive that today I hope y'all receive that let's clap our hands all over the room Jesus. well That was week one of our series, Cover Your Mouth. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.